Hello there, my friend. Welcome to Jesus Martha podcast. I really want to encourage you today that there is no challenge. There's no need. There's even no opportunity or horizon that's before you that you cannot address with super creativity. Creativity is a superpower. And I want to say to you that in Christ, it just elevates potentially if we process with him to a super high level and we can create our way out of nearly everything. I I don't know if that's the right grammar, right way to say it, but we can be creative. And the most creative thing we can do is receive ideas and thoughts from God and to pray it back to him. Here are a few takeaways from this episode. Creativity is linked to your superpower, your imagination, and you can commit to overcoming anything with your creativity and imagination. We can all be super creative in Christ. That's the potential that we have. The thoughts of Christ, the witty inventions, the solutions, the answers. We can be super creative in Christ And all of this taken together is very empowering. And you and I in Christ together, we are designed to be empowered. We are not created to live powerless lives. We are designed to live with extraordinary power. My name is Brian Del Turco. You're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast. And all of these are invitations to level up, to grow, to become more than we've been, to do more than we've done. That's how we should see it, challenges as well as opportunities. And we we have these opportunities in front of us, and they're calling upon our higher selves to emerge. Even the challenges that we face, trials, hindrances, roadblocks, those two are calling upon our higher selves to emerge. That's how we should proactively see it and process it. Now, of course, all of this, it's not just about us. Uh, I need to remind ourselves that, you know, following Jesus is not just an individual exercise in personal development or, you know, self-actualization or, you know, climbing Maslow's, you know, hierarchy of needs or (laughs) self-actualization. It's not just about us. We have responsibilities and opportunities presented to us that apply to the world at large around us, our personal sphere of influence. Following Jesus is not just a silo thing. It's not a selfish thing. You know, my little house with a picket fence and a dog and a tiny family and a little yard and and the, and the rest of it out there I really don't care about. No, following Christ, we actually become stewards of influence. We have callings upon us. We Every one of us has a sphere of influence we're called to, to impact with the ideas of Jesus, with the life of Jesus, the powers of Jesus. And these challenges that are out there, surrounding us in the wilds, so to speak. They're calling to us. And there's also opportunities out there in the wilds that are calling to us opportunities to be exploited for a higher purpose, a higher story. So we need to be asking questions like, how can we serve the world? What about others? What about our neighbor? Jesus talked profusely about this concept of the neighbor. 
What unique contributions can we make? What are we designed to bring to the table? Well, all of this, whether it's applied in our personal lives or our sphere of influence, the world at large around us that we're called to impact, it will demand creativity. In fact, I'm going to say it will require super creativity. We can make a commitment, my friend. We can commit to overcoming anything with creativity and imagination. When a challenge or a need is facing you down, make a quality commitment to overcome it. You and I, we can exercise unyielding resolve. How intense. You know, I heard a professional coach say we have to match their intensity Our adversary, even the circumstances of this fallen world, can get intense at times. And if we don't match it with an equal intensity, with an equal resolve, we won't do well. We can lose. So we need to make that quality decision, that quality commitment that we are going to overcome any challenge or we are going to exploit any opportunity with creativity and imagination. It's as if you're notifying that challenge or that need or that opportunity. The sand is running through the hourglass. It's time is limited. There will be a point in time soon in which you will overcome that challenge. You will address that need. You will take that step across that horizon. You will exploit that opportunity. You know, I heard Francis Frangipane say, you know, the Bible refers to Lucifer, to the adversary as the dragon, and he does a, he takes liberty and does a little wordplay there, drag on. You know, one of the tactics of our adversary is to resist us and wear us out to try to and to drag on situations, challenges and needs that are not adequately so addressed, you know, opportunities that are not forthrightly exploited maybe with some God speed, if you will, some force, some power of God. So we need to notify that challenge or need and also notify that opportunity that's that's ready to be exploited, that its time is running out and that you will address it. You can ignite this overcoming attitude by just telling yourself there is a way forward in God with this and that you will discover it. Be ruthless. I read in my own personal devotions this morning, one of the passages I looked at was at the end of 1 Corinthians 9, where Paul says, look, you're running in a race, run to obtain the prize. He says, don't box like you're beating the air, you know, shadow boxing, but you're fighting to win. So be like ruthless in Christ in a good way. Be resolved and play with intensity. Now, we have a superpower as a human being. We have the ability to be creative, and creativity is linked to imagination. Imagination in and of itself is a superpower as a human being that we have. We can image things in our mind. We can imagine. We can think beyond our current state, and I believe this capacity for imagination and creativity is an aspect of what it means to be created in the Imago Dei, the image of God. Every human being is created 
in the baseline image of God. It includes these types of powers, reasoning, imagination, creativity, even a baseline moral ethic. Now, uh, one little caveat here, the Imago Dei, because of fallenness and certainly in a pre-born-again state in Christ, the Imago Dei can be seared. It can become callous over time with just chronic disobedience and chronic ignorance. That's true. But the baseline Imago Dei, the image of God, is within the human being. And let me, I've mentioned the caveat, let me mention another plus point. Once we come into Christ, the image of God in us rises to an elevated state, and it's something that can be renewed. Colossians 3.10 says that the image of God can, can be renewed in us. Our nature is renewed in us, Colossians 3.10, according to the image of God. So it rises to a higher state. Now, I'm going to be playing an excerpt here from Sir Ken Robinson. He's British a brilliant educator. To my knowledge, I hope he knows the Lord. To my knowledge, he's not necessarily a Christian. However, much truth is coming through Ken Robertson. He's an ex expert on education, creativity, and innovation. And he says that imagination is our capacity to bring to mind things not yet present. Any human being can, can exercise that capacity at some level. Things that could be, things that should be. I really like this. Now, now, here's a recorded conversation with Michael Hyatt. Some of you will know of Michael Hyatt and Sir Ken Robinson at a conference on leadership. They pulled away into a back room, did a mini um, interview. Uh, Sir Ken Robinson, uh, I'm, I'm going to drop on the show notes page a video he gave a TED Talk in 2006, I believe, and he's a very popular TED conference speaker. And that particular TED Talk was called Do Schools Kill Creativity? And it is uh, the most watched TED Talk of all time. Something like, I'm, I'm, if my research is correct, over 80 million total views of that talk. So it's obviously a high level of resonating with 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 a lot of people. So some really good ideas and information here, some excerpts from this brief conversation. In this first segment, he's going to talk about how imagination is our power. It's the power that we have to bring things to mind that aren't present. Well, there are really three key terms here, I think. The the first is imagination, mm -hmm. which I think of as the, that power we all have to bring to mind things that aren't present. Now, I focus yeah, on that. definition. And I focus on it because uh, we take it completely for granted, mm -hmm. as if, well, it's just obvious. But actually, it's the most remarkable ability. You know, we have this power to, uh, to imagine and to suppose and to hypothesize. It's putting your imagination to work. Mm. So it's a very practical process. You, you could be imaginative all day long and never do anything. Mm -hmm. But to be creative, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a process that you can understand and you can plan for and help people get better at. I was, I was about to ask you, can you get better or more creative? You absolutely can. Uh, it's about, firstly, recognizing that, uh, that creativity isn't some special 
power that some people have. <laughs> there are three big myths about creativity. One of them is that it's about special people. <laughs> and, and that idea is kind of reinforced by this celebrity culture that we live in, you know, that it's exceptional <laughs> to be creative. Uh, and my argument is that if you're a human being, it comes with a kit. <laughs> it's, it's a capacity we all have. Of course, you have to develop it. We all have these great creative potential and capacities, but we don't all discover and develop them. You see, as I mentioned before, there's an aspect of the image of God, the imago Dei in theological terms, in all human beings, the ability to reason, the the capacity to be creative, even a baseline moral nature, which can be seared and degraded, but it's there. All of those capacities, I believe, reasoning, our moral nature, our capacity for creativity are elevated when we're born again. When we become a new species of being, a new creature in Christ, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, and all of that can consistently progress and be renewed as we process with the Lord, as we walk with Him. But he's talking about uh, there are myths, you know, that creativity is only for special people, celebrities, artists, but that's not true. Creativity has to be developed. In this next segment, he's going to address two more myths. The, sec- the second big myth to me is that it's about special things. You know, I'm a big advocate of the arts, especially in education, but creativity is not limited to the arts. And often when people say they're not creative, they mean I don't play the guitar, mm-hmm. you know, or I, I, I don't paint. But you can be creative at anything, mm-hmm. anything at all that involves your intelligence. And the third myth is there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you are or you're not, and that's it. And I know that there's a lot you can do to help people reconnect mm-hmm. with their creative powers, yeah. And so we can be creative in many ways. We can be creative in our marriages. We can be creative in our, the aspects and facets of what it means to have an intimate relationship with a spouse, including our sexuality and our emotional intimacy, our spiritual intimacy, our intellectual intimacy, our social life together, etc. All areas of life, parenting, grandparenting, that, that project that we're working on, that business initiative, that cause that we're connected with, our career, our work. We can do something about our creative capacity, is what Ken Robinson is saying. We can proactively apply ourselves to becoming more creative, to increasing our creative capacity. In this next short segment, Ken Robinson says creativity, he defines it as a process of original ideas that have value to them. We add value, we multiply value. And I would suggest that as a Christ follower, we begin to draw out the latent potential of creation as we add value creatively. I define creativity like this as the the process of having original ideas that have value. Mm. And we're all capable of that. But getting people to to come up with fresh ideas is one of the hardest things, (laughs) hardest challenges we face because... It's very easy for our minds to start to run along rails. We've always done it this way, this is the way it's done. But what it comes to, I think, is to recognize that, that ideas flourish. It's, it's an organic metaphor. Uh, they flourish in certain climates. It's, it's culture. Mm. You know, some things grow in some climates, not in other climates. Uh, I believe, uh, if I can say so in America, and I live here, that we're educating people at the moment with a 19th century model mm for the 19th century, and we're living in the 21st century. I mean, most of our school, syst- school systems um, actively, maybe not deliberately, but actively suppress creativity. Mm. And I think we have to promote it, 
properly and rigorously. I really like what he said here about creating a culture that's creative. You know, that that applies obviously like in a corporate setting or a group or a team culture, a church culture, even a family culture. I would also like to suggest that we develop personal culture. Firstly, we have a personal culture, a way of thinking and emoting and acting that we create in our in our lifestyle. And then we bring that into an association with others and families and teams and businesses and churches and organizations. And we create group culture. But it's important to have a culture, he's saying, which is conducive to us being creative, a creative culture. And he, and he talks about our education models that, you know, they are suppressing creativity. Uh, older industrial age uh, education models, suppressing creativity, standardizing too much, shoving everybody into a mold. But I, I would like, as contrasting with that, I would like to say that Jesus Christ is the ultimate educator. He said, come to me and learn from me. Uh, he is unique in how he approaches us. He is completely creative in how he develops us, and he wants us to become creative in his image, more and more creative. Again, I would encourage you to go to the show notes page for this episode on JesusSmart.com. I will have that famous TED Talk by Ken Robinson. I'll have there some other links, some other ways that you can drill deeper and go further with this theme today of being super creative, JesusSmart.com. Now, the New Testament worldview says that we can be super creative in Christ. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14 to 16. A natural man... That is a natural person before they are born again, that nature, that fallen nature. A natural nature does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to them. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual, that is the person who is born again and then begins to grow in being led by the Holy Spirit, He who is spiritual appraises all things. I love that. You can appraise and evaluate every situation. There are solutions, answers, workarounds, getting over it. You can appraise every situation. You can exploit opportunities and horizons that the Lord is bringing to you. We have this capacity through our spirituality through our renewed nature, and through becoming super creative in Christ. And yet this passage goes on to say, this is 1 Corinthians 2, I encourage you to look at these verses, verses 14 to 16 at the end of the chapter, that we are appraised by no one. Natural human minds cannot adequately, adequately appraise this new species of being that we are in Christ. In a real sense, only the Lord can deal with us. Only the Lord can adequately know us and appraise us at that level. For who has known the mind of the Lord, verse 16 says, that someone else can instruct the mind of the Lord, even the mind of the Lord in you? And then Paul goes on to say that famous phrase, but we have the mind of Christ. Jesus can elevate our thinking. He can elevate our perspective the way we see We can see solutions and answers and workarounds. We can understand and have faith rise that we can exploit horizons and opportunities that are before us. In Isaiah 55, some verses that have just really 
blessed me for a long time. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And now he draws upon the imagery of the water cycle, if you will. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. God is saying, yes, my thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are just beyond you, but they're going to come down to you as the rain and the snow come down via my word, my expressed thoughts to you, i.e. the Bible, and even within the spirit and structure and architecture of the truth of the Bible, personal words that he will bring to us. So will my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. God doesn't speak empty words that are void of effect or fruitless. He says, it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And so it's like, we just want to tell the Lord, Father, what do you desire? Let it succeed. Let your expressed thoughts come. What matter do you want to succeed in our lives and to prosper? Let it come to me through your word. See, God works through the agency of his expressed thoughts, his word. And this can happen for you. This can happen for me. And the more and more we read these inspired scriptures, the 66 books of the Bible, cover to cover, the more that we meditate it, the more that we memorize it, the more that we pray it and allow the the truth of it, the spirit of it. You know, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. The more we allow that, those expressed thoughts and the spirit of God in the word to, to penetrate sort of the, the warp and woof, <laughs> if I could say that, of our very being, the better off it's, it's going to be. These things can happen for us. It will transform our thinking. It'll, it'll elevate our belief set points. It'll blow out our vision. We'll be able to see a spirit of might and courage will rise in us to actually run towards horizons, to exploit opportunities I'm just ready for that, are you? So the mind of Christ is conceived in us, my friend, when we're born again at regeneration, our new birth in Christ. But the mind of Christ in us can grow and develop. Our imaginative capacity can grow and become extraordinary. That is extraordinary, not just natural, but supernatural. And of course, we have an active part to play in that process of the mind of Christ growing in us, this this process of renewal. Again, I would refer you to Colossians 3.10, which says that our new nature grows and it develops closer and closer into the, the real image of God, this baseline image of God that all human beings have. It's just baseline. It's not born again yet. But when we're born again, that image of God in us, that nature is quickened. It can begin to grow and develop. We have the mind of Christ catalyzed in us. We can begin to grow and develop in the mind of Christ, in our supernatural imaginative capacity. Amen. Do you agree with me on that? 
Search out the scriptures, you know, see if it's so for you. See if you resonate. Jesus is infinitely creative. That's why when things flare up on a weekly basis, no problem. Jesus is infinitely creative. We can pray, which is one of the most, if not the most creative thing we can do. We can receive the creative thoughts of God and then pray it back to him and address problems. Some of these things may take longer timelines to, re, to resolve than others, but that's okay. The hope is that we're in a process. We're facing it with faith. We're doing a faith face down, if you will. We're not cowering in some corner or curling up into a fetal position in our bed. We're getting up. We're addressing the situation. We're beginning to expect, and we're tapping this, this, this thing that Jesus is infinitely creative Remember, he was with the Father creating all things at the beginning. He's still creative. Again, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if any person is in Christ, they are a new creature. In the Greek, a new species of being. Old things are passing away. Thank God. Everything is becoming new. He has the answers, solutions, the best information about everything. There's no need. I was talking with somebody recently, a family member just this week. And, you know, I can relate because I struggle with the same issues on, uh, on various edges in my own life. I have struggled. I got current issues. Jesus is greater than the haze. He's greater than the fog. He's greater than confusion. Clarity is a high value with him. He can show you the pathway. He can, he can give you the architecture for your life, your story, and how it fits into the greater narrative that he's unfolding. I just love George Washington Carver, an African-American from the 1800s. He was a highly educated botanist, and yet he said that whenever he went into his laboratory, he only took what he called heaven's book into the laboratory, the Bible. Now, he he had received master's level education in his field, but when he went into his laboratory and sought to become creative, and God told him to take apart the peanut, and he discovered the elements of the peanut and discovered something like between 100 and 200 uses of the peanut. It revolutionized Southern agriculture. He did the same thing with the sweet potato. But his approach, though he was highly educated, he took heaven's book and he took prayer and creative imagination into the laboratory. In 1941, Time magazine dubbed George Washington Carver as the Black Leonardo after Leonardo da Vinci, the great creative from the Renaissance. He testified before Congress that it was God who revealed these secrets to him. He totally revolutionized Southern agriculture, moving it away from a cotton-based economy in the mid-1800s, and his effect is felt today in major industries today. You may have seen Mike Lindell on television, perhaps on an infomercial. He's the uh, creator of My Pillow. okay? an extremely successful pillow company. The guy was a crack addict. He came to the Lord. He was born again. He's now an inventor, a businessman, a ministry supporter. It's a true rags to riches story. When he was addicted to drugs, he turned his life over to God. And then he built this successful multi-million dollar company. And from the moment he gave his life to God, my pillow began experiencing just one success after another. 
and he's, he's known as a very unusual manager. He governs largely on instinct and making seemingly wild gambles that he swears are divinely inspired. Okay. <laughs> he has been quoted as saying, we don't use PowerPoints. I end up getting stuff in prayer. Do you, do you hear that? I end up getting stuff in prayer. This is the super creativity of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying your style in your life or your business, however you apply this, is going to be exactly like that. He's very unique, but he has a very similar pattern to George Washington Carver, who testified before Congress that I get this stuff from God. God reveals these things to me. Amazing. So I'm saying that Christ, with the mind of Christ, we have boundless potential to be super creative. We can imagine beyond the challenge and the and and the need, and 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 we can imagine to exploit the opportunity and the horizon with a touch of heaven. We can grow in this capacity. We can become disruptively innovative. Disruptive innovation is something so innovative that it disrupts what has been. Everything has changed. I would encourage you to go to jesussmart.com. I have a blog post there called Ultimate Disruptive Innovation, The Christ Child. How the principle of the Christ Child, Christ himself, is ultimate disruptive innovation. Well, my friend, you're not designed, I'm not designed to live a powerless life. This is empowering to be super creative. And the human being is designed by God to be empowered. And the way that we really get back to our highest levels of power, it may be offensive and scandalous to some, is in Christ through being born again and being developed by him. We're discovered by him, we're developed by him, and deployed by him into our assignment, into that unique space. Remember, we must imaginate, but then we have to activate. We have to do something new. To ideate without execution is futile. It's fruitless. It's an exercise in time-wasting. But as we activate, we begin to see potential actualized. We begin to play our part in releasing the latent potential of everything that's around us to increase fruitfulness, to add and multiply value. This, of course, affects our personal world, but it spills out and this is where the real meaning and significance happens. It spills out into the world at large around us, into that sphere of influence that we're designed to impact. We're designed to run that race to obtain the prize. As Paul said, we're designed to box and overcome any adversaries. We're not boxing the air anymore. We're actually fighting somebody and landing punches and overcoming adversarial forces as we live out our story as we live out our assignment, I would encourage to be present to the moment, to continually commit yourself to this process, become super creative in your imagination, in your ideation and activation. Three elements there, imagination, ideation, but put steps to it, activation. Creativity will bring into the present the new things that you need and that you desire. Ken Robert Robinson is right when he defines creativity as bringing to mind what does not yet exist. In Christ, I'm saying it goes further. We actually pray it, we play it, we say it, and we actually materialize 
new things that we desire, new things that we need through this super creativity in Christ. Well, can I pray for you? And I pray this for myself. Believe me, these, these words come from Ephesians 1, 17 and following, and also 1 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. What I'm doing is just embracing some phraseology from the inspired scripture and praying it back to God. See, God says that my words come down to you as rain and snow, but they do not return to me void without achieving in the matter for which I sent it. So the returning of, of, of that cycle to him is our faith, is our prayer, is our confession. So Father, for myself and for my friends, I ask for an increase of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Christ. We want it to operate more and more in our lives. We say that we have the mind of Christ. We seek to receive Christ's creativity. And we set our will to exercise super creativity. Help us, Father, empower our will to exercise and execute super creativity in Christ in both the challenges and the opportunities. Father, we thank you in the midst of challenges. We thank you in the face of opportunities because it calls out of us more belief. It calls out of us more resilience in Christ, greater faith, not just for ourselves, Father. We're not praying this for some selfish, silo-like existence, but for others too. May our cup run over, God. May we impact the world around us. May we penetrate that sphere of influence, that storyline that you have in mind for us. We thank you, Father. It's all for your glory. It's for your story. It's for your fame. Amen. We agree with it. Well, I appreciate you, friend. And to learn more about the podcast, you can go to jesussmart.com. Check out the show notes page for this episode. It'll be there shortly. If you happen to hear the episode a few hours before the show notes page is up, come back to it. It'll be there with links and additional resources to drive deeper on this theme. You could actually watch that famous TED Talk from 2006 with Sir Ken Robinson. One of the best ways you can help the podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's now on iHeartRadio and Spotify as well. You can search on your app. It's on Pocket Cast, which a lot of people love that app. Of course, it's on Apple. It's on Podbean, Stitcher, just about anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can find it. We also have something, it's an e-letter, which, which goes out nearly weekly. And what we seek to do there is to curate and aggregate next level ideas and insights. We're all seeking to develop as Christ followers, as, as an apprentice of his kingdom. I encourage you on a personal note, look to God, connect with others in the body of Christ, make sure you're pursuing that community of faith that you need to be a part of. This is an important part, running together with other Christ followers. Jesus is brilliant, my friend. He's our Lord. He's our Redeemer. He's also brilliant. He knows how this life works best beginning right now. We're living in the light of the new heavens and the new earth, which are on the way. We'll talk with you soon. 